Welcome to the Filmesteins, the podcast where we discuss all things movies. Join us as we dive deep into the latest releases, revisit classic films, and explore the art of cinema. Whether you're a film fanatic or just love a good flick, we've got you covered. From Hollywood blockbusters to indie gems, we'll be breaking down the storytelling, the cinematography, and everything in between. So grab some popcorn and sit back and get ready for some cinematic magic. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level, where the $5 tier grants the ability to request films for future episodes. This is the Film of Steins, where movies are more than just entertainment, they're an experience. They're an experience. All around you. And welcome back to another episode of the Film of Steins. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for writing reviews. Thank you, Canada. Thank you, South Korea. Thank you, Brazil. Brazil. Thank you, the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Yes, sir. Thank you, you guys, for joining us today on this very special episode. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm joined today by the Spider-Man of, actually, I guess the Spider-Lady of Earth 1995. Six. You can't tell. She's here with us today. Damn. Her name's not Gwen. Her <gasps> name's Lucy. Oh, I guess I'll take that. Unless you're lying. Are you, is your name Gwen? Duh, Gwendola? 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 Lucy? Lucy? Gwenda. What does she go Lucy? by? Lucy? Gwanda? Gwanda. Was it? No. Yeah. Gwanda? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Today, we are covering perhaps... The biggest movie of the year, 2023, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Is this your favorite movie of the year, Gwendola Lucy? No. All right. There it is. We is, thought, this, is this your favorite movie? We thought year? we had her, but we don't. This is my second favorite movie of the year. Behind Bo's Afraid. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. All right. You, you enlightened me today. What what are you? No, what did you? Why is this your second favorite movie of the year? There's a lot of reasons. All right. There's a lot to love about this film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm more interested in what you have to say. Nah. Now <laughs> Why are you turning this? Back you're building on this me? up, and now, now I need to know how do we make this movie one of your favorites of the year? So walking into this movie, I thought. This movie has a has, has a lot, you know, resting on its shoulders. Where is it going to go? Is it just going to be another generic ass animated film? Because it's because the first one was some setup, right? Yeah. We got, so we got a lot of Miles set up. He was hardly a character. He was learning his powers, which was cool and all. But how are they gonna take this in a very real, adult, urgent, you know, risky kind of way? Right, you gave us the origin story. Yep. Now what? And I don't think there's ever been a, such a cool now what in you know an action film, I guess, for better lack of words, especially a Marvel film. This is very easily the best Marvel thing to ever happen. I, this is so different, and I mean, in a lot of ways, but yeah, it's way better that it's it's not even it shouldn't even be classified as a Marvel film. And I. It's such an outlier that it's true, and I I don't you probably won't have a lot of people compare it to the MCU proper because it is just different. It's not why would they be on the same playing field? But it's hard to ignore it when we got our boy 
uh, Donald Glover trapped. <laughs> That's true. So it's all canon, right? It's true. Yeah. Which is kind of it's pretty sick because we we talked about you know a little bit of the origin of Miles in the first or during our talk of inside the Spider Verse into the Spider Verse, <laughs> the first one. And, you know, we all know that Donald Glover was a big inspiration of the Miles character. And we saw him make a, you know, more than cameo, but basically a cameo in the Tom Holland one where he played uh, Aaron Davis. Mm-hmm. And we saw that <laughs> apparently he uh, ended up being the prowler in his universe too and he got captured or he got he got mixed up apparently in something in some other alternate universe where he got captured and they're like you know i guess you're going to stay here and he's just chilling there now that was crazy yeah that was funny that was hilarious i want you to tell me what you liked about this film right now all right here's my thoughts it was a good film there there's nothing wrong with it it was very cute it was very good. I mean, artistically, it was, well, I guess visually, it was very pleasing. You had a specific type of art style and you switched it up. And we saw a little bit of that in the first one with the different Spider-Mans of their particular universe had their own style and you just further that here. And then on top of that, this isn't a Miles movie. This is a kind of Gwen Miles movie. You know, it's like they're sharing the spotlight. I like that they didn't kitty. You know, they didn't make this movie a kid movie. Like, they definitely could have. You know, the first one really wasn't. But when you start implementing these, you know, superhero things, especially to an animated film, you can kind of get it a little kitty kitty down and they didn't so i think they did that um very well there were a few places here or there where um i think they overdid it on maybe some of the explanations but it was so quick that it's easy to forgive and easy to ignore like i don't know how many times he gave us the i'm miles morales and i was bitten i don't know that little introduction I yeah think we he, we got that a little much yeah like three sure. times at least and then with in addition to the first movie too we get that like how many times yeah they they are i don't know why they're so into that that must be some spider-man thing that we're just not familiar with where it's just and it could be yeah but it it is it's kind of annoying it being brought up but it just happened so quick that I I thought it was easy to forgive. I agree. I agree. In this one. Like the first not, one, it was like, mm, I, don't, I was like, all right, come on, come on. And they sped it up each time Yeah, in the first one. But I was just like, ah, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. It. It's weird. I don't I don't like that. What I was going to say is that that might be one of the kitty elements to it that maybe it's something I didn't like. But again, it could be part of the comic. So I don't know. That That's a good point. But this movie had fun. And I like that. It also had a lot of plot twists and fucking cliffhanger, that cliffhanger at the end, if that's what you want to call it. I don't know what else to call it besides a fucking rip in my heart. Yeah, a total cliffhanger. I've yeah. never seen anything like it. I know, me either. And I was trying so hard to think of movies that had a similar ending like that. 
and I, I I couldn't think of any. I could think of movies that you knew were a part one, so you knew there was obviously a part two. You know, like uh, the last Twilight movie, the last Harry Potter movie. I'm sure some Star Wars movies. I don't know if they had part one, part twos, but like you know the Avengers movies. You knew that was gonna end like that, and I didn't know if they promoted this movie that it was going to end in that way if everyone knew that it was going to have a second part or if it, that it was going to end on a cliffhanger like that and maybe i just didn't know it but i didn't think so yeah without reading about it i don't think you would have known because i guess this movie was originally just going to be the next movie there was gonna be a one and two and then this movie just blew up in size so much that they made it a part one part two okay so we got kind of a the opposite of David Lynch's Dune, David Lynch's Dune, where he made the big one and they were like, ah, no, this is only supposed to be one. So <laughs> we're going to chop it in half here, here and here. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this this movie had fun. I was there for the fun. They got me at the end. I was so mad. I was just way too mad at the end. Not that it's its fault. Like, I mean, that's awesome that you can get this emotion out of me. And now you, you're going to make me go see the next one for sure. What did you think about the... So you brought it up a little bit ago that in the first one, we got these varied characters and aesthetic and design, right? And mood. Here, we got a little more introduced to that, but through different universes. What did tell, walk me through what you kind of thought about each of these? They were all fucking sick, I think. Yeah, they were awesome. Gwen's had this like weird dynamic kind of color palette based off of the emotion of what was happening in the scene. Yeah, a lot of darks, a lot of blues. But then when people would change their emotion, their like the color around them would change and stuff. And it was like, I mean, it was awesome. It was awesome. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. expect Gwen to come from a. A universe like that, you know, I had no idea. Yeah. I wish we could seen. I wish we could have seen more, as much as we saw Gwen's. But Gwen, you know, Gwen, like you said, Gwen is kind of the main character here. She's at least one half of it. And I'd never seen anything in a superhero movie or a movie where you'd expect things to kind of be kiddier, like you were saying too, where we have, you know, Gwen's Peter Parker turn into Lizard Man. What's his name? <laughs> what is his name? I don't know. I know the character, but I can't. I don't know the name. Well, I love that the our Gwen's Peter Parker turned into the lizard. I thought that was so fucking cool. And she didn't know that, of course, until after she kills him, right? Yep. Which is cool in its own right, too, because we don't see a lot of death happen in Spider-Man anyways. Or really any superheroes is a lot. Of, it's kind of tamed in that way. And then... We're, we immediately have to deal with her dealing with that her dad thinks that their Spider-Man, Gwen's Spider-Woman killed Peter Parker because he doesn't know that he was a lizard, lizard dude. Yeah. And her like having that, 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 you know, internal conflict of like what, like, you know, how to, how to approach that conversation with her dad. I just never seen anything like it in this kind of movie. It was just awesome. And that's basically what sets the mood for the whole movie. Is that initial scene and her basically running away from yeah. from home. It was so cool. It was so fucking cool. 
and that's when I knew that this movie was going to be on another another level. Now I was worried that we were going to maybe get too much more of our Nick Cage and our little pig dude and the mm-hmm. the anime chibi Spider-Man. And we didn't really get anyone from that from the first movie except Gwen and a little bit of Daddy Spider-Man. Which is which is super cool because that shows a little bit of restraint and it shows a little bit of like actual vision and storytelling. And then we're not gonna rest on these, these uh, rest on laurels, rest on your laurels. Is that the saying? I have no idea. I don't know the saying. I'm an idiot. But I guess we're then shortly kind of introduced to these this legion of Spider-Man who operate in this realm of to keep the universe in order. And I guess it sounds like Miles, Miles, um. Becoming Spider-Man initiated all of this. Am I getting that right? Or that's what it made. They made it kind of sound like that because he's the first. He's the first anomaly that would imply that this is. He's kind of the reason for this organization to come together. Mm, I don't. I, I don't think so. I don't think that's not how I saw it anyway. I mean, the organization came together because of the first dude, Miguel, right? That he tried to go into another world where oh, he I had see. died. And so he was trying to replace himself so he could have a life with his daughter because he fucked up over here. And then he caused, you know, something that wasn't supposed to happen. He caused that in the other world where we have our other, our, you know, um, what do they call him? Like rough duff Peter? I don't know what they, how they reference him in Wiki. It was funny. Uh, they just said older Spider-Man. Okay. You know, our mentor, Spider-Man, that's how they know each other. And he helped him kind of avoid that. And that's why that organization started. Okay. Right? Yeah, that would make more sense. Because what I was kind of confused on was, how did they organize this in such a short amount of time? I know time's kind of obviously relative, not kind of. But if if it was because of Miles, they would have only had a few years to get things in order. But yeah, that makes more sense. Because that would have been, I feel like that would have been many years before miles at the very least yeah i think that organization was founded because of miguel but they still came together at this point of time to talk to miles i guess to tell him that he's not spider-man yeah he's a fake spider-man so i did want to say though i one thing i really liked about this organization that they didn't cut tell us i did i do I do agree that I feel like they told us some things that they should have just kept closer to the chest and didn't reveal so cut and dry. But one thing I do feel like they kept close to the chest was the reason why Miles is not allowed in the new in the Spider-Man organization is because he hasn't experienced the death that he's mm-hmm. supposed to experience, whatever that is. Because it, it, cause they also, at the same time, kind of build up this narrative of him being the enigma or being the uh, the anomaly, I should say. So it's not even really clear if what normally happens to Spider-Man's is going to even happen to him because he's he's broken so much of the the canon, I guess, right. literally. Yeah. So it's I fucking love that. I think yeah. That's so fucking cool. That's so creative. Yes. Yeah. I've never seen. I've never. I just. That's. I'm. I can't fucking believe they made this made sense in this way. I'm so impressed by that fact that they managed to kind of draw these lines in such a way that it do- they don't spell it out for you. What what specifically are you thinking that they spelled out maybe a little too much? 
No, I was just, um, I guess when I said that, I was just referring to the whole I'm Miles Morales and, you know, that kind of, oh, that I see. kind of spelling out for you. I see. And redoing over, like, that element, I guess, yeah. there. I And I totally agree with you. I would have really liked that Miles, like, I'm Miles Morales, if thing, <laughs> if they didn't do it five six times in the first one because they could have had it in the beginning we could have maybe just not had it at all i don't know and then we had it here because like yes this is our miles you know he's figured himself out he's spider-man now Mm -hmm. you know that would have been cool that would have been that would have been a great just punctuation to the first film at the very beginning of this film and i thought that would have been cool yeah yeah but they they overdid it a little especially in this film when they said it I guess it was kind of towards the end where he was escaping from all the other Spider-Man. Spider-Mans? Spider-Men? Sp- Spider-Men, yeah. I like Spider-Man. that. And um, it's like this really intense scene going on and he's running. He's like, I'm Miles. Okay, okay, all right, cool. I know. Just keep fucking running. Stop. Okay, you figured yourself out. Cool, we saw that. When you escaped, when you blew out of that containment, thing i don't know what to call it i knew you were spider-man all right but then you're not really spider-man but you're accepting your spider-man i i get it you don't have to you don't have to tell me that yeah you're good yeah that, you're that's good. all i meant by that i see i see i can't yeah i can't think of anything off the top of my head there was one thing i can't remember i should have written it down when we were watching it there was one thing that i was just like i think it was was it like an over explanation yeah it was a slight over explanation with Miles, I think this is what it was, when he was like, my dad's about to be captain or something like that. I was just like, that was like, I don't know, that that is something you might say to yourself, but I just felt like it was a little, you're giving me a little too much here. Like, give me mm-hmm. a little more performance and less like, Miles' dad is about to be captain, remind, you know, reminding us. Yeah. I was just like, ah, like that was almost so emotional, you know, but we just... I got spoon fed there. I just didn't. I wasn't didn't hit quite right because yeah, because we got that on to counter that we got that through a different way when we realize when you know after the beginning we are you know it's shown us shown to us that Gwen's dad is a cop about to be cap maybe about to be captain does not really in question yet but we know that's in the back of our mind that mm-hmm. he's a he's a good he's a good cop and then where we see these bits play out and stuff and it pans over the Gwen and Gwen you know we see her face and everything and we're just you know you you are remembered you're you are reminded and then we see Gwen eventually go back and her dad tells her that he quit and then they just hug you know yep and she wasn't so she wasn't like so you're not going to be captain right wasn't like that you know it was just it's so small it's such a nitpick but but this movie is so emotional that these little these little spoon feeds just kind of like just you've got us we're paying attention you've got us by the balls man yeah and you don't, they, go ahead they did it so beautiful when he goes to the wrong fucking earth yeah and you said it you're like he's in the wrong earth and i'm like no he's not i don't know what made you say it if you just recognized immediately like any kind of artistic style change like and that's awesome if you did because i didn't i'm like it's just raining over here i mean that's the only difference but then 
you know, they told us earlier, they told us that that spider was from a different dimension and it was 42 or whatever. And we saw the 42 when he was putting in which earth he wanted to teleport to or whatever. We saw that and it didn't click in my head. And if it clicked in other people's heads, that's awesome. You're fucking it's so you're quick, smart, but it's it's so quick. Yeah. And at, at, I don't think at any point someone's like, wait, he put in 42 or what is 42 saying right here? Yeah. You know, and it was it's oh, my God, that's done. Beautiful. Exactly. It's exactly the same thing where we just if you're paying attention, it's it's we're we're paying attention. So like it, that's just it. You know, we don't need to be. Yeah, it's just so it's like when you're doing like when the teacher's working a problem on the board and you're paying attention and then they go right back through it. It's just like keep going. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Stop. Yeah. It's just a fr- it's like kind of frustrating. And then in this scenario, it's like if you're paying attention and you catch on, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. But if you're not paying attention and you don't know and then it happens, you're like, oh shit. It wins so on either way because yes. it's like a big reveal. Exactly. Either way, you win. Yes. And you didn't have to spoon feed anybody. Yes. And I know it's a nitpicky thing to say that, you know, Miles saying that his dad's going to be captain and everything. But yeah, I didn't know. I noticed right away. I didn't notice the number, I guess, immediately. Didn't click in my head. I did see the number, but I forgot it was 42. And then I saw that the art style is a little more. It was like a cross between Miles and Gwen's art style, Mm. where it was a little more green. And it reminded me of Gotham. I was like, oh, shit, we're somewhere else. And yeah. then I was like, oh, shit, 42. And I was like, oh, shit, that's where the spider is from. So it kind of clicked in my head at that point. As soon as he arrived, and then I was like, the scene was taking so long that I was just like, And then I told we? you, I'm like, you're, why would that not be the right one? Like, you're, shut up. You're trying to read into this too much. No. And then we got to the scene where he's like, okay, mom, I'm Spider-Man. She's like, what are you talking about? Who are you? And, and I'm like, just like why is she not what is she playing with him like what's going on and yeah. that's when you said like there's not a spider-man yeah, here like, <gasps> such it was so good just started feeding into my brain it was so it good was so good and i'm not i i haven't i don't know how i feel about you don't see it too often but i don't know how i feel about when a scene you know you have a character in one place and then you have another character in another place that you think they're gonna you think they're gonna cross over at some point like when was at his other house mm-hmm Right, and you think yeah. they're gonna like meet at some point because we, you know, Gwen was on the outside of the window. We thought we were, we thought yes. she was listening in and stuff, and there was like this back and forth and everything, which helps build the narrative of like, is are is she in the right place? Are they like, are they about to, you know, have some kind of convergence? But I, I feel like you see that in movies, and it kind of builds a false sense of suspense normally but here i feel like it's really effective i don't know yet though i don't know how i feel about that it's not a super common thing you see in film i don't think we've seen one yet since we've been doing this podcast but that back and forth like you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what you're talking about i'm trying to think if there's a film that i can see that in because i i, I do think you see that a lot in or maybe i'm imagining it but kind of romantic movies mm where you know they're gonna do the big reveal of they do love each other or whatever you kind of see them kind of prepping for it and then you see the girl like the guy prepping for it and then the girl prepping for it and then sometimes they do meet where they're supposed to and sometimes they don't they're like 
where's so-and-so? Like, well, he went out looking for you. And, you know, that kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. But, that's what I'm thinking. I think exactly. It's fun that that's not used in a scenario like that. Yeah, that's all I'm really thinking of. Just the only, girl the boy o- thing. The only, uh, the only other place I can see that fitting is with, like, when a cop is on to someone's trail. Yeah. And he's getting there. And then you see the bad guy you know, doing his thing and you think he's still there and the cop's showing up and then you find out it's revealed that when the cop shows up, that bad guy's already been gone for several days to kind of thing. Like he's, you know, he was on yes. the, tr- that kind of thing. And so there's like, I feel like one some- of the Saul movies does that. Yeah, maybe uh, there's something hyper specific about that, that I like, that's just not used in what you'd expect here. And it's, it's fucking so cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And then, I mean, we are, it's so just the idea of the spider. It's so fucking cool when a film can make the first film so important. Like the sequel can make the first film so important. How do I say this? It's really cool. Like how, like, did you expect the spider to come into play in a major way here? No. I know it's not a small part of any Spider-Man story or Spider-Woman story, right? It's It starts the story. It is, but it... Like, it isn't, but it is. Yeah. And so, in this, in a movie like this where we deal with, you know, the Spider-Verse, the multiverse thing where there's thousands and thousands, millions of different Spider-Mans, right? Infinite amount of Spider-Mans. It makes sense that if you were to, I don't know, potentially take one of those spiders out of one universe and there just wasn't a replacement that there would be no Spider-Man in that universe. And that's such a natural, it's like a natural thought after, I feel like, how am I saying this? It's like, I guess should, I should say, it's an obvious question after you see it. You're like, oh yeah, what, if there was no spider, what would there, that universe look like? And we see, you know, in this case, we see like an Arkham style kind of criminal, overrun city by criminals and stuff. And, and it's just fucking awesome. I just, I don't know how else to put it. It's yeah, so cool. It's like they finished the thought yeah everyone just thinks okay there's a spider that gives you the powers cool 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 and they're like but what if there wasn't oh wow okay what a cool thought but then what are those consequences (gasps) what it like it opens up an infinite number more doors of what if there wasn't spider-man because then that brings the question for i mean statistically i mean if it's an infinite kind of multiverse type situation here like you might expect there are just as many universes without a spider-man than there are with spider-man and so like it's just like do are they are they all overrun by criminals i mean not not that that even matters here and it's kind of unimportant but it like opens up such a mis- a mystique to the whole the whole spider-verse i'm just like now nah, i need to see more you know i i just need to see more of what the fuck is going on here yeah you know because we have we've got different universes that have different spider-mans where they're not even peter parker too you know we have gwen of course and we have hobbs and we have miguel right and then uh you know of course our pig parker piggy parker and stuff like that and everything we see i've seen the first one in a little bit here but it's just it helps build a, a a crazy amount of I don't want to say mystery, but like just kind of a wonder that's just, 
I've never seen in a film that has like canon. Like yeah. A, you know, a bigger overarching kind of story like this. And it's just, it's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's so clever. It's so clever. It's super clever. It makes me, it doesn't make me want to read the comics or anything, but but it does make me curious like what has happened in the comics, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't like the comics just because of, it just feels like they reset a lot. I don't like that premise that there's just like different series. I guess I do like the aftermath of it when you can put them all in one movie though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like if because it feels like there's just no end game to it. No, you know, no pun intended. But I do love in Earth 42, Universe 42, whatever. You know, he shows up. Yeah, he sees. He talks to his mom. There's no. He she laughs at him. It's awesome because you're just like. What's going on? Does she care? Because like it's almost, it's almost like, you could see a mom not even knowing that there was a Spider-Man in the universe. Yes. It reminded me of how moms and dads will be like, when you when you think about video games or something, they a lot of people still think of a lot of older people think of video games as still Mario, you know, when in fact video games are arguably one of the most powerful ways to tell a story today. And if so, it's not. Of course, it's not fucking Mario anymore. So, but it's just it reminded me of that. Like, so it was like believable that the mom would be like, you know, just laugh at him. Yeah. But there is no Spider Man. Was, was uh the mom and Aaron Davis were they hooking up? I don't think so. He was just there because he's part of the fam. Yeah, I don't know. I I would, I don't think so. But I was, cause I was waiting for like a a kiss on the cheek or something, but it didn't didn't happen. Yeah. And. That whole bit was cool because he was just like, uh, I guess that confirmed to him that I'm not, you know, something's super <laughs> off here, right? Aaron's still alive. But then we were introduced to their Miles, who is the Prowler, which is so fucking cool. That's so fucking cool. I don't know. I, just, I don't even know what to say about it. Yep. I don't think I've, I don't, I've never seen a movie like this, this cool. Like an action, you know, fun movie that's not like super character driven and everything but this movie is kind of super character driven this movie is super like history and lore driven and now you i got you have to like be concerned about miles of course our miles but you also have to be concerned about miles dad because he's 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 not protected by miles to you know so he's i mean is he gonna die like that's still uncertain what i mean what it's like a multi-layer cliffhanger too i'm just i can't fucking believe what I watched, I can't believe how how good of storytelling this movie managed to pull out for for what it is. I'm I'm I couldn't be more impressed. Yeah, when you have the right world built and you know what you're doing with it, it's such a great start to a great film. And I don't know how many directors and you know writers and all the people who participate in a movie or I guess in the production of a movie, I don't know how much time you spend into building your wor- your world, but it just at this point, it just seems so crucial to do that. And it seems like they did, and then they did it again and again until they knew exactly what they had. And then they had fun with it. They managed to even take one of the cringiest, most stupid-ass shit from the Spider-Man universe and make it hilarious and charming as fuck. And that's when, you know, Miles was, you know, they were like, catch Spider-Man. He's leaving the door or whatever. And then the, all the Spider-Men start po- pointing at each other. Mm-hmm. 
it's like that that's one of the, you know that's a meme so it's already starts to risk the over exposure and cringe right yes. but they managed to make it they managed to pull off with fine you know fuck like i just can't fucking believe it i was like holy shit that is funny that's good that's such good shit and they had this great you know um chase scene where he's running from all the spider-men and they're all all the variants and stuff and it's just like this this is awesome i wish we could get i wish we could have gotten more time maybe with here and there with just seeing all the different spider-man because it's very cool seeing all them together and it's also very stupid and like weird and like and like i don't know this helps build that sense of wonder like how how does how does this come all to be you know yeah Yeah. stupid in a good way i guess kind of campy i don't you just if you do it well it it comes off you know you yeah i don't i don't even know how to because this could have been another you know angsty teen love story they could have gone there and they didn't they showed some fucking restraint there you know they they made him flirt and they made him like crush on each other and you know he had all these drawings of her and she missed her friend and you know we knew she liked him but they didn't give us that they didn't go there which is awesome like kind of like with the mom and the uncle are you were they hooking up we don't know and we don't like they don't care they're not here for that they're not here to force people to like each other force people to kiss the romance no 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 no. we have more important things to do here and i love that because in so many films and you know we've we've covered quite a few movies where it's a forced love story and it just takes away from the movie and they didn't do that here and they could have because these are angsty teens they and are, they do like each other and they do like each other and we do see the chemistry and we saw the chemistry in the beginning in the i mean in the first movie so you could have gone there and it actually wouldn't have been too bad because you played it up but you knew what you had and you knew it wasn't the time for it so i i like that i like that they had fun and knew what they had yeah it makes these characters feel conflicted and responsible and you know you know real yeah (laughs) human yeah so how do you feel how did you feel about hobie spider punk (laughs) oh yeah spider punk british spider-man he was um hard to understand yes and they they make fun of that a little bit of course that's i think pretty normal for a character to make fun of the british person i like that they made him this like anarchist kind of um, hedonist yeah. type character and they made him fun i didn't to a fault i didn't understand him <clears throat> i didn't understand him to a fault but that that's okay he wasn't super essential his most you know his important part was to uh who did he give the to gwen to give it to gwen that was kind of his big his big moment as far as the story goes, and that that was cool. And I I, I but I I like I it it, it it brings a texture to the Spider Man that they're not all all for one, one for all kind of thing either. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I know we we he, we just really got one kind of nonconformist Spider Man in that way, but that I mean just his presence and his disagreement implies that there must be 
just as you know a million other spider-man disagreements just like, with him. The, just yep. like him and i and i know the multiverse kind of thing helps just bear helps just lazily helps confirm that in a way but it's so it's so effectively built the multiverses and the, these characters are that it's it works i'm sold and, and then they don't it doesn't really matter because it just it just helps add to this sense of wonder and mystique to the whole this whole spider verse thing and it's fucking it's cool i like i like spider punk i do yeah i wasn't sold i don't think it helped that i couldn't understand a word that came out of his mouth and we didn't have subtitles so i was just i guess kind of annoyed and then this is an animated film so i can't read his mouth to even attempt to understand what he could he could have possibly said so I don't know. I was I was a bit conflicted on his character. Like why? Just why did you have to go there? If it was for the joke, okay, I guess. I get it. You know, he played his part. He made Miles a little jelly and gave Gwen the little time dimension bracelet whatever thing. Alright. Yeah, all I'm saying is that was a bad choice, but it's it's a little nitpicky. You know? It doesn't destroy <laughs> the movie. What about Miguel? How did you feel about Miguel? Miguel's cool because he helps build this. He adds into this this wonder and the Spider-Verse thing because he feels very Prowler-esque. Yes. So, and he doesn't, he's kind of got the Prowler little the sound, sound too. Yes. I'm like, okay, that's weird. He, and he looks kind of like a bad guy. Yeah, he, oh. So I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I can even trust this guy, <laughs> but nothing comes of it in the first film, in this film, this, the, you know, the Across the Spider-Verse. So I'm just like, yes, this is, this is how you fucking tell a story. This is, this is it. You make all of them important to each other. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, it, it's confusing as an audience member because he's spider-man so he's a superhero but then you give him little prowler noise bites here it's like so are you evil and then he looked like you said he looks evil so you are evil you're acting evil you're acting crazy but you haven't done anything so i trust you but you're chasing our boy miles here and you're acting kind of like you're about to fucking kill him no matter what so are you going to be evil in the next film or you, did you just build up this character so well that I'm trying to categorize him in this good or bad, you know, just drop him there in my mind. But you're trying to tell me here that it's not all like that. Is that what you're doing? Jesus Christ, man. Good job. But it, the noise just threw me off so much it's like. You're not putting any noise in any of these other Spider-Mans, so. I know it's conflicting, and I but I do. One thing I love about his character is he's this champion of we have to we have to uphold the integrity of the canon, and everything has to go according to plan, or else things are gonna start getting fucked up. They in like they will. They that we have, you know, demonstrable evidence for it. Yeah, but he caused that to himself that's why he's anal about it he didn't have this you know he didn't have this principle going into his life he 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 had to learn from his mistake well i mean that's 
one of the crazy that's that's I mean that's the awesome thing is you know no one's born principled you have to learn from your mistakes but my superheroes are you know that's why this dude's so confusing yeah i guess i guess that's fair your superheroes often are but that's one reason that makes things like spider-man and batman kind of more interesting than other superheroes because they are they feel like they actually they have actual internal conflict a lot of times and they're actually fighting for something yeah it's the only superheroes i like these two Batman and Super uh Superman. Get out of here. Spider-Man. Superman. Superman's the worst. Superman is the worst. Superman's the worst, just like Captain America's the worst. You feel me? Yes. Yeah. I'm torn there. Black Widow sucks too. <laughs> Black Widow does suck. Hawkeye. Hawkeye sucks. The MCU. I mean, I'm just gonna say, you know. No, not the MCU. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going the oh, way okay. there. My bad. Too far. Too far. Too far. But what about our villain? How cool was he? Or did you not think he was cool as fuck? I thought he was so. Like I thought he was just the. They did. That's what I'm saying, man. They 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 set up this villain of the day so fucking perfectly. He was the villain of the day, but he <laughs> he's so determined. Yeah. You know, he's he's not going to be just a villain of the day. And now he's an actual fucking problem. Yes. And it's awesome. It's so awesome because I thought we had, you know, they did such a good job because, you know, they developed, they set him up, convenience store. He's robbing a convenience store. He is the villain of the day. Okay. Yeah. And then he gets thrown into himself and we're having to, you know, it feels like. I don't know about you, but it felt like to me that, okay, he has to, he's stuck. He can't, he's going to have to figure his way out of this right. and it's going to take potentially forever. Yes. No worries here. He's a, he's, he's way more capable than you could ever imagine. <laughs> and it's awesome. I was just like, what the fuck? Cause his, his power is cool, but his power only gets cooler and cooler as we yes. see him develop. I like that. And I'm just like excuse me and i'm like this whole time i've never even heard of this motherfucker in my life in the spider-man universe spot is that what they called him yes Spot. i love it i love that he's they took this i don't even know if he's like a i hear a villain from the comics i'm sure he probably is i can only imagine how many villains there are from yeah i think he is from the comics and they originally weren't gonna use him they say who they're going to use originally? Uh, I didn't see. If they did, I didn't pay attention, I guess. Yeah. But um, I guess the person who was trying to convince everybody was like, no, 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 hear me out. This is where I think this could go. I can't even see another villain making sense in a multiverse type thing. Yes. Because exactly. they're so, most villains are so flat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just kind of live within New York and they're, they and they, you know, they are dealt with by our Spider-Man. And it's one th- one thing I like about the game that's about to come out. We're dealing with this villain called the Craven, I think. And he's this hunter who hunts. He hunts the biggest animals. He hunts, like, big bad guys and stuff or whatever. And he's just kind of this guy who works on his own. Doesn't really have any agenda other than, like, trying to prove that he's the best hunter and killer in the world. And he's he's the main bad guy in the new Spider-Man game, and it's just like that's like kind of like I don't I I don't know if you'll know exactly, but remember the movie Prey that we watched with about the the new Predator movie? Yep. 
yeah, that's their kind of whole shtick too is the predators is they are they go from they go all across the universe to hunt the best of the best hunters yep in the world right you know see what i'm saying yeah and so we ha- kind of have this thing happen in the spider-man world and i'm just like what this is this is awesome i just don't i just i craven's probably huge in the comics too so i'm just able to so i just appreciate him because he's he feels new and fresh but i i love i love spot i love his his voice acting kind of matches his initial appearance and it be it like slowly becomes this it his like his it slowly starts to feel like that he's he's even becoming a little in over his head or something but he's just kind of running away with power and it's just i don't know it's fucking it's perfect it's so good i can't i can't believe how good this movie is yeah with spot i i think he was he was he was awesome like i'm sorry you have spots that you can travel through space with okay that's fucking awesome and then it develops and it's like okay now you can travel dimensions oh it's even better oh my god like you i mean you said it he they just built him up so well and i like that you know he's kind of in the first movie because miles threw a fucking bagel at him and then that's how he got his powers and that's why he hates him and like that's so and he made miles in a way he brought the spider he brought the spider from, from another earth 42 oh okay and so they uh, they made each other it kind of sense funny it's just funny what was i saying oh sorry you're saying about them being the first this movie and the first one being connected no i just think it's funny we saw him in there you didn't know the guy the guy miles threw a bagel out was gonna be the villain in the next one who no, thinks that and it's it, so funny it's so it's just so funny. Little things like that force the audience, or at least me, to be more attentive, to pay yeah. attention to every littlest detail, you know? Because, like, yeah, who fucking was... What? What? The like, bagel guy? Is, this a, is that the scientist that Miles threw a bagel at in the first movie? How? What? <laughs> what little things happened here that might become a bigger deal in the next movie, oh, just, I bet so many. This it's, it is. I've never seen a vision like this, man. I've just because you know, in like things like Guardians of the Galaxy, they they have they, you know they're kind of separate stories, right? We see our characters develop, we fall in love with them, we we understand what happens in between the stories, and it kind of shuffles things up and makes things makes it makes the dynamics a little different, everything, and it's. It's cool and how it all plays out, but this is like a basically a part one, part two, part three, you know, all happening in the same kind of month type thing, you know? Like could have all just been one six hour movie. Yeah. Basically. And it's it's so fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. And I love that I just love that they can overlap so many things from the first movie and this movie. I just love this so much. I've never, I feel like I've never seen that in a film quite like this. Cause you know, like you, I don't know. I just think of things like Harry Potter where we have the objective in the first, in the film. And then at the end of the movie, all right, end of the year, we can all go home or whatever. And we just kind of are waiting for the next thing, but things have been brewing all along in these. And I guess that's true too for Harry Potter, especially because of Voldemort happening in the background and everything. But, until Voldemort shows up, 
really in a big deal at the end of what they're in the fifth one. He doesn't feel very present, right? When you say in the movies. Yeah, that and that's probably the difference there because you do see this in books. You're like, oh shit, that's the thing from the first book. And maybe that's something that's missed when directors or screenwriters take the you know source material and ignore those little small details as they would probably say or you know not important things when they could be if you if you read it right maybe or if you read it more than once yeah yeah i mean certainly it might be a fault of the directors and screenwriters for sure and not having the confidence and vision to you know see this thing through unlike these guys these guys are could not be more all in yeah yeah so i think it's missed in films for sure to do that kind of stuff yeah hopefully we see some kind of renaissance or renaissance i guess would imply that there was there there was originally one but some kind of reformation and how big storytelling can happen like in the new well, the new Harry Potter is going to be a show, so it's going to be inherently yes. a little more interconnected. Of Hopefully course. it's good. I assume it's going to be very good. It better. I think, do I think, I'm, I'm a, you know, it'd be, it may not be a, that bold of a thing to say, but I think the, the HBO Harry Potter show is going to be the biggest show ever. Mm. And how many people watch I'm the quality watch of show. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to make Game of Thrones look like it was walking. So Harry Potter could run. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I think they're going to have much more vision and direction and confidence and worth to take things with Harry Potter than they did with Game of Thrones. And that partially helps. It partially helps that J.K. Rowling's done with the Harry Potter series. <laughs> so yep. unfortunately for HBO, our boy George R.R. R. Martin hates his fans. I mean, obviously, or likes watching them suffer. Maybe you know, maybe oh, not. Shit. Hate. Yeah, which is that's fine. Whatever, it's 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 done. <laughs> the band aid was pulled off. I don't give a fuck anymore about it. What do you think about the Italian Renaissance vulture dude? That was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess that's where we got a little bit of our first. Um, yeah, that's where we got a a little bit of our first introduction to. All of these other Spider-Men, yeah, but like these, I guess, villains and characters from other worlds, other dimensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he was what made out of wood or something. Yeah, it was so cool. And you're like, what is going on? And then that's where we have our first, or I guess that's where we meet uh, Miguel and uh, Mama Spider-Man. Spider Mama. Spider Mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I liked the Da Vinci-esque uh, Vulture. thought he was cool. Because just another... Is it self-indulgent at this point? I don't know. It's so... It's so just good that it's kind of hard to call it self-indulgent because it doesn't really tap into... It knows exactly what it is and it knows exactly how to tell its story. So it's it's just adding a little more artistic flair to it mm -hmm. is just, I, I think, welcome. To me, I, I, I'm just along for the ride. I don't know if I can even... I don't know if they can do any wrong in that way. Until they do, of course, and then I won't be the first one to say something, but yeah. I liked it. I yeah. liked it. Two of my favorite scenes were, I guess the first one was when um, they were arguing at the dad's like 
party, you know, promotional party or whatever. And the DJ turned up the music. I thought that was hilarious. Like, that's so tiny, so clever. And it, it cracked me up. He's like, well, I'm just going to turn this up so nobody hears you guys arguing. And then they argue louder. He's like, all right, I give up. And then he turns it down so everybody can listen. <laughs> or was it the end of the song? That's what I, That's how I took it. Oh, it was the, the end of the song? The song ended and oh, okay. he was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he was like, my bad. That was so funny. And then my other favorite scene was when Miles was talking to that girl. Um, was it Spider Bite? Like she, I think her name was Margot. And they were kind of, you know, flirting a little bit. Or she was kind of flirting with him. And then Gwen was like, uh, come back here. And she, like, webbed him to her. Like, she got jelly. It was so funny. Was that in the Indian Manhattan bit? No, that's when they were in the uh, headquarters place. She was the chick that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was like an... Uh, she had an avatar. Yeah. Spider-Man, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah. She's the one that actually helped him escape and didn't push the destroy button, for lack of a better word. Yeah. And they were, like, talking and stuff. And then she was walking away and he wasn't following. She's like, what the fuck? And then she, like, spiderwebs him. Like, That's funny. That was so funny. I'm like, did you just see that? You see what she just did? I saw what she just did. And little little bits like that help build the the love narrative. That's just it. Really yes. should be, uh, you know, on the back burner because there's much bigger problems here, right? We're dealing with space time and the the whole the whole Spider Verse kind of thing. My favorite part of the movie was probably, as far as like visual kind of striking, visually kind of striking and just fun scenes. Was when they went to like the Indian Manhattan, Manhattan, with the Indian Spider Man. I thought that was so fucking cool. And yeah. He had that little like yo yo type thing. That shit was so cool. Yeah, that was that was funny. That was just you wanted some comedic relief, I guess, of some sort. Here it is, and it was done very, very, very well. And then that we find out, you know, a little bit after that, that Miles. I guess continues to fuck up the yeah. the canon directly and indirectly by saving you know people who aren't supposed to be saved. And it's just like God damn. Yeah, he saved Indian Spider Man's father in law. He's like, thank you, man. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That, that was, was cool. cool. What do you think about the voice acting? Anything other than Hobie? Hobby? What's his name? I think it's Hobie. Hobie. Other than, you know, other than him not being understood completely. Yeah, other than that, I think they did a, a phenomenal job. I, I think they got they got the right people for the right character. You know, everybody's voice fit to their character. Nobody was nobody threw me off besides Hobie. But that was just for lack of understanding whatever the fuck he said he could have said something so profound or something hilarious and i it would have, it went over my head so no i completely agree i'm actually really surprised at how good the voice acting is here a lot of the voice acting is is not very good in most animated films and it's it's awesome here especially uh i'm gonna butcher his name but shamik moore who plays miles and then Haley steinfield who sucks normally but she's she's awesome here as gwen 
And then shout out to Brian Tyree Henry, of course. My boy, paper boy. Atlanta's probably my favorite show. I think I've decided ever. Just going to go ahead and put Put it on the record. All right. It's out there. Atlanta. I'm not done with it yet. I got a couple more episodes, but another bit I liked with Miles and Gwen was when Gwen was leaving and she was, you know, kind of looking back at where Miles and them were and Miles was there invisible. It's kind of weird that they don't sense Miles when he's invisible with their other spidey senses and shit. Maybe he's just that good, which is believable. It's believable. It's fine. Or he's not Spider-Man. <gasps> Or he's not Spider Man. He's fake Spider Man. He's fake Spider Man. Okay, okay. And that uh that whole bit is nice and emotional. I do like that spot. Even though his power is growing, his mindset isn't. He he still just wants to get revenge on Miles. Even though he's this intergalactic, interdimensional kind of being now and he's traveling all about and getting all this power. He still just wants to come and kill uh Miles' dad. It's like, okay, that's just, it's awesome. Yeah, that's funny. And I mean, that's kind of a villain trait. That's how you know you're a villain. Like your weapon might grow, your muscles might grow, your, you know, spots might grow, but your mind's not growing. You're still a fucking child. And that's when you have your villains turn into good guys when they actually do have some maturity and uh, self-development growth there. Yeah. No, yeah. That's like clever. That. That's funny. I like that. Never really thought about villains having mental growth. <laughs> <laughs> and because I, I think it gets it gets a little messy and out of control when a villain like Thanos or something just wants to, you know, do these really ambitious things. Thanos isn't really a great example because he's not really a villain. I don't think he's just kind of a he's kind of a, an environmentalist and really concerned about the universe to uh, the nth plus one degree. And so he thinks making the ultimate sacrifice is a necessary one. I'm sorry. Thanos is a villain. He sort of is. Cause he's still, you know, kind of abusive and destroys planets for no reason or and for a little reason. Sacrificed his daughter. Yeah. There's a little bit of villainous to him for sure, but I feel like he's, his, his, <laughs> he's still an environmentalist at heart. And, you know, I can, I see to that. I, I'm not going to. You don't agree? I'm not going to agree that Thanos is not a villain. <laughs> although, although, you know, I wouldn't mind half the population disappearing. Disappearing. <laughs> Just, I wish I'd got to pick <laughs> who gets disappeared. Yeah. Which I guess that makes him, I guess that makes me more of a villain than him. He's like, it don't matter who it is. It's just half. It's exactly. all fair. Exactly. And I'm like, no, I'm picking which motherfuckers get yeah. erased. Exactly. But nah, that's that the only positive here about Thanos. <laughs> I like that we have this setup where Spot and Miles kind of make each other and then it gets a little bit furthered where Miles pushes Spot into himself, which allows him access to all these other dimensions mm-hmm. and allows him to grow. Another Miles kind of pushed him into that, which then furthers Miles into... Well, I guess that doesn't really it doesn't really further Miles' story, does it? Because he follows Gwen. But I do like I do like that he uh, kind of was the catalyst again into into Spot's the into Spot's um, villainhood. Well, I guess you could say it does further. Uh, how'd you phrase that? Catalyst uh, is a catalyst to Miles's story because 
Maybe not. Because I, one of my favorite, I guess, one of my favorite things about this movie is that Spot and Miles' story is really not the all that important, as we kind of you know been saying about the the romance between Miles and Gwim, that the the villain here is the ultimate villain here is kind of anything that's jeopardizing the canon, which is which is Miles himself. So he's he's kind of and it's he's kind of a villain himself. Yeah, I'd I'd probably have to think about that a little bit, but that makes sense. Did you get the feeling that did we say this a minute ago? Did you get the feeling that Miles couldn't join until his dad died? Yeah, I got the feeling that he wasn't able to be part of this club until he had experienced the ultimate loss. The ultimate loss for like the Spider Man. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I mean, how can you not get that feeling when you're having all these flashbacks from all these other Spider Men experiencing that? Because wh- who was it? Was it Andrew Garfield Spider Man that we saw? I think so, yeah. Or it was supposed to be? I don't know. That didn't look like Andrew Garfield to me, but if it was supposed to be, I guess it is. Yeah. Now that, I mean, that you, you said that when we were watching, I was like, I think so. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. I thought it was his, his, I thought it was his Ben, him and his Ben, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but that was that was funny because it, it was almost like he was blurred. Like we were, it was like a hint of yeah, this is Andrew Garfield, but we're not going to show Andrew Garfield kind of deal. But m- maybe that was just me. It's yeah. Like, Wait, that doesn't look like him. Is do you think the the next like um, Tom Holland Spider Man's are gonna? have anything to do with the multiverse i think so just because of how playful spider-man is you know with the tom holland spider-man they brought toby Maguire and andrew garfield and they made them all you know save the world save tom holland's earth i guess so they're they're already very playful films and we don't even have to say how playful this film is so it would it would completely make sense for there to be a kind of crossover there. And I think it would be very possible because it fits. You know, it's it wouldn't be anything forced. They set it up so perfectly that it's very very possible. Why am I more okay with all these Spider-Men getting together in some capacity than the Avengers? I hate that all these other superheroes are palling up in it cuz it makes the universe feel so small. But this makes it feel like it makes the the many Spider Men make the universe feel much bigger. What is that? That is a personal problem, my friend. Because <laughs> like when we have the Avengers things going on, uh huh, it's like you know Iron Man's problem or Captain America's problem or whatever, and it's just like why don't you just call your friends? You know what I mean? Like just to solve the fucking problem, you know, with, or the new Ant Man movie with the big headed dude. Like, why don't you just call your Avenger friends and solve the problem? How, like, there's none of these. All, almost all of the standalones are just complete non-issues because you just call your buddies and they show up and you fucking save the day. Because nothing's as nothing can be as big as bad as Thanos, right? Or very few things can, right? Otherwise, the universe would be in a really fucking big predicament. I just it feels so like there's just nothing nothing at risk ever and it's just all the other movies are pointless and stuff but when we have a multiverse where all these spider-mans are connected and in story but they're not in the same universe so they can't just cross over so easily 
that it feels more it doesn't hurt the size or the it just the size of the universe just really isn't in question because it's just the non it's just a non issue because our Miles has to deal with Miles' problems. He can't rely on other Spider-Man showing up, but Iron Man can because he lives with Captain America. It's he he's like his fucking roommate. You know what I'm saying? I just it just it's a fucking issue for me. I don't like that. I wish Iron Man just lived in Iron Man world. There were no other superheroes. There were no other nothing, and he just had to do with ideal the Iron Man problems. Is that a funny thing? I mean, I don't think that's completely true they live on different parts of the world and they do their own thing and sometimes you know Hulk can't come because Hulk is you know still stuck in that thing over there or Thor is in his separate god world and I guess Thor makes a little more sense because he's not from earth so he's somewhere else so it makes him it makes sense for him not to be able to come help he's doing god things i don't know what thor does really so yeah but uh, i i get what you're saying and i bet the adventure films are some of the better films just because they have all of them together like that so that's kind of why i don't want to completely agree that it makes it feel smaller because those are my favorite films the avengers but i do agree that the Spider-Man movies, the Spider-Man movies, all these other Spider-Men, they're doing a way better job of, you know, mingling with each other. But I, I just think they're just doing a better job. They're just making it more fun. Yeah, they have a, I guess, to give it out, give it up to the Marvel guys, the MCU guys, that the the animated Spider-Man guys, the Spider-Verse. F- trilogy has a i guess a technically uh less ambitious story to tell because it's it's going to be told across three films it's not going to be told across god how many you know mcu films right so to to cut some give them some slack the mcu it's you know i i know i cannot i you know i I would not want to write for the mcu because you know what film are they on probably 60 or so yeah so it's, eh. and I'm sure the comic faces some of this too. The comics, which is it just feeds into my whole thing about like, at some point they just reset. I think. I mean, I guess I don't really know, but it feel, it seems like they just reset and come up with a new Spider-Man or a new timeline or whatever. And it's like, well, then it makes everything else before kind of for nothing, other than I guess entertainment, which is fine. That's you know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I know nothing, absolutely nothing about a, the comics. I don't even think I've ever opened a any comic. of the superhero comics. So, I did notice the uh, video game, the Insomniac Spider-Man, Spider-Man in across the the Spider Verse. I saw him there. That's cool. I like that. There was rumors that Tom Holland was going to show up in this, so we all know what that means. He's going to be the next one. Yep. I also saw that they. A leak happened? I don't know. I don't even want to read into it because I don't want to believe it. And I hope you don't even know what this game is so you just can't be disgusted. But have you ever heard of Jack and Dexter? Jack and Daxter, I should say. Uh, Early kind of. 2000s. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I've heard you say it before, but no. I uh, could, I, I don't know. It's the series that the, not, that the Crash guys made after Crash. Okay. 
And I just saw that Chris Pratt and Tom Holland were signed to voice the two characters. It'd be, it, it, I would assume it'd be an animated film because they're not human. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's like a weird looking elf looking dude and uh, like a weasel. Jack and Daxter, that's what they are. Jack's the elf looking dude and uh, Daxter is the weasel. I'm not looking forward to that if that's <laughs> real. That, that hurts. Well, my friend, I liked this film very much. Very much. What would you give this on your letterbox? I'd probably give this like a 3.5. What would have brought this movie up for you? Talking about this movie didn't bring it up for you? No. It really didn't. And I, I, don't, I don't know what's missing. I'm missing something. Is I this can't... the part two? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe I'm just so over that cliffhanger that I'm like, no, screw you guys. But no, 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 no. I don't I don't think so. I just, I feel like something's missing for me. I don't know what. Maybe it's hard for me to fully appreciate some of the art, like the art style changes. Because um, it's, it's definitely really cool, but that's it. It's just cool. I don't, I don't, maybe because I'm not an animator or have seen anyone do anything remotely like that with animation that I can't appreciate it maybe and um maybe i didn't get enough of the villain too i wish i would have gotten more villain Mm, okay but um god i hope i get more villain in the next one you know i thought he was pretty cool so i I think there's like little bits and pieces here and there that just didn't quite do it for me i see i see well you'll be probably not all that surprised to know that this that this film might be the highest rated film of the year with a 4.5 overall. 4.5? Yeah, wow. overall. With over a million marks, million reviewers. So it's that's it's pretty nuts. That's pretty impressive actually. And it, it's it's not a bad film. It's there's there's so much good there that I don't know, just something wasn't in it for me specifically. Not that it was a bad film or anything, or, you know, maybe they just didn't give me what I want. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. You might need to sit on it for a few weeks, few months or something. Yeah, maybe. I maybe I that. need to rewatch it. I hear that. I hear that. And I will say, too, after watching this film, I like the first one a little bit more. It kind of had the reverse effect where it, it solidified the origin story for me that I, we aren't that we have a complete story to tell and that that was the first act. It, or It's hard to call it a first act because this is definitely not act two in the same kind of sense because we are dealing with a part one, part two here where they're just going to, I assume they're going to be side by side, run right into each other. Yeah. But. Although I could definitely see myself when the next movie comes out, maybe watching these in a row or something and maybe fully appreciating the big picture so yeah i i i need to sit on it because i i can't fault it i yeah i mean i'm with you i i mean i can't i don't think i'm i can give it more than a four point a four out of five just because it doesn't speak to me on maybe a similar thing where it's just not giving you what you need out of a film to love it mm-hmm. you know as as stupid as that may sound but you you know, you, I need the the whale kind of deep study of an individual. 
out of a film over an ambitious story. And it's just, you know, because it's what I want out of film. Yeah, like this is just as an ambitious story and fun and adventurous as maybe the Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, was it Honor Among Thieves? Yeah. You know, it It was that I had a lot of fun with that film too. So did I get enough villain there? Not really. Did I get enough? I don't know. I don't really know what I like in films besides big monsters and something trying to eat me so (laughs) i gotta figure that out and shit making you cry and shit making me cry exactly so you're crying the next one oh no who's Um, dying no one no one is dying no one is dying i mean the third one no his dad is not dying his mom's not dying miles is not dying gwen's not dying miles is miles dying like earth 42 miles is that what you're saying here He's got to die. Earth 42 miles? Yeah. Um, I don't think he's dying. <gasps> I don't think Earth 42 miles is dying. Is Tom Holland dying? <laughs> maybe in his I films. don't know who's dying. <laughs> yeah, maybe the next one, someone dies, and I'm I'm going to give it a five. The movie's going to be a five. Yeah, I... I um. Because I'm sure I'm going to get way more villain. In the next one? Yeah. Yeah, I hope they... It's going to be a risky telling because, you know, battle scenes are just, they're quick. You know, they can't last a whole story arc, a whole dialogue. You know, they, they're going to be, you know, no more than 10 minutes to them at the most, right? Setup of the battle, battle, aftermath, 10 minutes. It's so I, so I hope we get a lot of out of spot. Hope we get a lot more out of him because he's fun. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I think his mom's dying. What? Yeah, I think Miles' mom is gonna die. Is that the? That's gonna be the twist because the he's twist? an anomaly. <gasps> no. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I had to think about. It. No. That's what my gut tells me. <gasps> That's so sad. Or maybe Gwen sacrifices herself to save. His dad or his mom. If Gwen's dying, it's going to be through sacrifice. And then if someone's just dying, it's his mom. She's just dying. What if no one dies and it's a happy ending? The end. Yeah, I don't know. I won't like it. I, <laughs> I will. I guess Spot's dying. Spot's definitely dying. Or Spot's being contained, probably, or something. Yeah. I don't know if you kill Spot, really. But he's uh, he's going to be done. They're gonna, We're going to wrap him up of i guess it's obvious i mean but yeah i i I think his mom's dying but yeah i thoroughly enjoyed this film i was surprised again i was surprised by the first film i'm surprised here i uh have little faith in mainstream films of course of course um marvel of course yeah, oh, the I mean, not I'm not even including those, you know. <laughs> Mainstream as in Evil Dead Rise, Dungeons and Dragons, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm adding to your list. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is Bose afraid mainstream? No. Okay. Because it feels kind of mainstream. Because Ari Aster is so important to the reason I like films. He feels kind of mainstream in my head, but no. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. The the money's made would also say the same thing <laughs> that movie is not mainstream yeah. but 
Speaking of which, any final thoughts? Yeah, I, when we were watching the film, you said that there wasn't a date yet for the next film. And yeah. Something about the strike. Yeah, the strike is somewhat postponing this. We're not. We haven't. It it's it looks like it's probably gonna come out next year, but uh, I guess depending on how long the strike is, could kind of dictate that. But it's definitely happened here in the between the next twelve to eighteen months. Oh, I guess it depends on the strike though. Still, still. All right. Well, I hope the strike doesn't interfere with it because I need to watch the next one. I need to watch the next one immediately after I watch this one. Yeah. So I, I can't had, wait that long. I had no idea we were gonna get that kind of drop, man. That kind of cliffhanger. So I guess if there's a petition out there I need to sign or anything. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah, man. Well, how much do you think this movie costs to make? 100. 100. Right on the dot. I think the first one was 90 million. So I wanted to up this one to 110. But it just seemed too much. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go even with 100. Well, it says here on the Wikipedia that the budget is 100 million dollars you win <gasps> what no way yeah it does no way. right on the money man did you cheat you a cheater i'm not a cheater <laughs> you sound suspicious as fuck <laughs> i always sound suspicious that's cool good job man thank you good job i thought i i thought it was gonna be 110 but it just seemed too much for an animated film and then, of course, it has to be more than 90. It's got to be a little bit more, yeah. Yeah. Than the first one, for mm -hmm. sure. Thank you. This movie has gone on to make $686 million so far. I could see it floating up to that 700 I assume it's in a lot of theaters still. It's a pretty big deal. But it made made a lot of money. Good job. The first one, the first one did pretty good, too. So, hopefully, hopefully this renaissance somewhat in animation continues and we see a lot of really great animated films come out of this yeah good job of people animators out there good job good job this year yeah get back to work get back Fuck to work. that strike exactly you know maybe be a little more appreciative suck it up <laughs> <laughs> if i can suck it up you can suck it up it's for real i mean do you guys even need to live in la i mean don't you care about your audience yeah but that's cool. Is this gonna surpass Mario? Has it hasn't? Uh, no. The only film that has a that has any kind of chance of passing Mario is Barbie. Oh. Right, I'll give you an update. Barbie is sitting at one point two billion. It's, it's about it's about a hundred and fifty million shy. It has tapered off crazy. Mario did Good. not taper off this fast. It had a little bit of a. It had. Mario didn't make the billion dollars as fast, but it, the tail was fatter than what Barbie seems to have. And so it's kind of, it still, it looks like Barbie is going to take Mario, but it's, I guess anything could happen. I can't believe Barbie crossed a billion dollars. That's all I'm saying. Dude, that movie was definitely overhyped. People were, people just went to go watch it because of the name Barbie, not because of what the movie had to say. Yeah, and the internet phenomenon nature of it too. It's just Yeah. I mean you have I mean, don't get me wrong, there's so much like cool merch out there. Yeah. They did an amazing job marketing this yes. movie. Yes. Yes. And the new Barbie Crocs 
are awesome. They're fucking awesome. Yes, man. And the and the the skates, of course, too. The skates. Oh my god! And I've seen some like really cool jackets, and none of it has anything to do with what the movie was about. You could have just relaunched, you know, a Barbie like 100th anniversary or whatever they're on now. I don't know how old Barbie is, and come out with all this cool merch and people still would have bought it and still would have loved it just because Barbie is so iconic and so loved. So it's it's just silly to attach this film to that. It's not even fair. doesn't do it any justice. Not doing the film justice. It doesn't do Barbie brand justice. Yeah. I, that sucks. Yeah, it's on track to being... Barbie is on track to being the highest grossing... Warner Brothers film of all time, only behind one of the Harry Potter films. It's already behind. That's the highest grossing film. One of the I can't remember which one it was. Probably the th- the last one. Yeah, probably the Deathly. I wonder if part one or part two, but probably one of the Deathly Hollows. Yeah, that there one of the the Harry Potter film is the highest grossing Warner Brothers film. Well, it better stay that way. I know, right? Stop come, come going on, to see Barbie. <laughs> For real. Yeah, I want to see Mario land to stay on top. You know, I just, I want, I, I want that. Yeah, I don't want Barbie to surpass it. If there's a movie that's going to surpass it, you know, I want it to be this one, you know, into, or what? what is it, across? You know, I want it to be across the Spider-Verse. I want it to be the Meg 2. I want it to be, <laughs> you know, Cocaine Bear, you know, not Barbie. Meg 2 is sitting at $265 million. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> How many weeks has it been? Uh, I, th- I think it's just been one week, right? No, two weeks. Is this this the third weekend? August 4th. Okay. Not great. Okay. That's not awesome. That's not <laughs> as good as the first one. No. Yeah. It's going to be up in the air, isn't it? If we get a Meg 3. Because <sighs> if we're entering the third week under 300 million, that the tail is already you know, in motion, we, they might see another hundred million over the course of the next three or four weeks, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know if that's going to be enough. What's in third? Third place is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Good job. They deserve it. And then fourth is Fast X, Fast 10, Fast and Furious. Oh. And then five is Spider-Man. Right. And then six is Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer will definitely become number five. Everything is said and done. Like at the end of the year? Or what do you mean? Uh, in a few more weeks. A few more weeks? Yeah, because I, I think Spider-Man's done. I don't think they're going to be able to take Fast uh, 10. Because I don't even know. I don't think they're in theaters anymore. The new Spider-Man film? It's been like th- three months. So I think that was it. Yeah, I think you're right. So Oppenheimer only needs to make $20 million more. And after this weekend, it's probably that'll probably be up. So it'll be number five, which is cool. So and one more raid's number seven, and then Ugh. Nah, bah, bah, bah. well, man, thank you for watching this film with me. You're welcome. And thank you for watching the next film with me. You're welcome. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. Hope you got something out of this. Did you get something out of this? A little something. Yes. Good. I want an essay on that. Five pages by tomorrow, whatever that is. Single space. It's why does he think Miles' mom is going to die? That's my essay.
That's my essay title. It's going to be sad, isn't it? It's going to be so sad. You're going to see <laughs> teardrops all over it. Well, hope you guys enjoying this episode of The Film of Steins. You can join us every Monday, Wednesday, or Friday for new episodes on new movies, old movies, classic movies, fake movies, make-believe movies, um, requested movies, indie movies, invisible movies, whatever you got. You know, we're watching them. Come, come listen to our episodes every monday wednesday friday or at patreon at patreon.com slash filmasteins and leave us nice reviews and comments and posts everywhere you go on reddit and and the patreon proper and say nice things or not i don't really care i care <laughs> you want nice things to be said yeah say nice things okay say nice things for lucy she needs it thank you until next time take care bye 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 and that's a wrap for today's episode of The Film of Steins. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives on the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, especially Patreon at patreon.com slash and follow us on social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, keep watching and keep loving the magic of movies. This is the Film of Steins, signing off.